When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Joe and joining me to look at the key team developments and manager quotes ahead of a normal Game Week 24, not a double, a normal Game Week 24, is Neil. Neil, welcome. How are you? I'm not too bad, Joe. Yeah, how have you been? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I know. It's been, I've, I've been enjoying, well, I say I've been enjoying the break. Um, we had, uh, had, had work done on our bathrooms. <laughs> so, no, um, so basically, it came a fortuitous moment because um, any live streams or recordings I would have done would have involved um, some blokes smashing a toilet and a bath apart. <laughs> so so there we go. So um, every well, that, was, that was me after Game of 23. Doing pretty much the same thing. Oh, really? You're you're having your bathroom style as well. So, um, welcome everyone in the live chat to Fantasy Bathroom Scout, um, talking about all the latest renovations and toilet (laughs) toilet developments. Um, uh, Thanks a lot to FPL Gaza, Avishek, Daniel, um, Joe Bob, uh, Wolep, um, Shane, Gavin, and especially from Somerset-based Scott, who's joined us. Um, thank you all for joining us in the live chat. Lots of you have joined us um, hundred, in your hundreds. Um, only a few likes, though, so do press that like button. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to look sort of chronologically, really, um, at the team news. So we'll look at um, the team news for those who are playing tonight, and then looking at Wednesday and then Thursday. But... As good journalists, we have to go with the headline story. And that is, is Mo Salah going to be available? So let's start there. Neil, what is the news from Klopp about Salah? Well, it's a bit of bonus information, really, because we we thought we weren't going to hear from Klopp ahead of the deadline. Uh, He'll do his press conference tomorrow, along with Arteta, um, uh, Bruno Lager and Rodgers. The mm-hmm. four teams are on Thursday. But he was speaking to club media today, Klopp, and he gave us a, a hefty quote on, on Salah, um, saying that he's essentially putting himself up for, for selection. He wants to play, no doubt about it. He was he was straight back from AFCON on and Tuesday. He was already in, in Liverpool. Uh, Callum was tracking the flight online. Mm. And um, he's talking him up in terms of involvement. I th- there's still an element of doubt as to how much game time he will get. Um, Klopp saying that he's he's a, a physical monster, but that he would have to see how he feels tomorrow, and then they won't rush him. But it's um, it's probably more positive than what we thought a couple of days ago when Egypt had another extra time run out at African Cup of Nations. Mane won't feature; he won't be involved on Thursday, so that is one spot down in the front three. But Salah, I think, is it's pointing towards uh, a match day squad appearance of some form. It's just now whether it's from the start or not. 
Okay, this is this is crucial news. Um, statistically, and, and in the eye test as well, they are playing the worst defence in Leicester. Um, so um, it's going to be um, looking like pe many people considering um, a Liverpool player to captain. Um, so you would think that Jota would start in the, in the front three without, without Mane there. Um, there are other options, but you would, you would think if Salah wants to play, Klopp wants to play him, um, that he'll play him. Um, possibly could be on the bench, but I'd, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't have significant, significant minutes in this. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other news from Liverpool of note that we should, before we move on to Leicester? Yeah, a little bit. It's all pretty much good news, I think, from Liverpool camp. There's only Manny who's out, and that's just because he's a late return from, from AFCON. Nothing injury-related. Um, everyone who was previously flagged, even if they are still flagged, it'll be for match fitness and not an injury. So it's yeah. just that they're all back in training. It's just whether or not they're 100% match-ready. So Oxlade-Chamberlain Gomez amongst that bunch. They had COVID last week, but they're back in training. And um, we've seen the likes of Thiago and Harvey Elliott back in the match just squad at the weekend. Origi's even back in training, so they've got pretty much everyone available. Wow, OK. So, um, could be good. Um, now, um, hopefully, um, for those that are considering backing Salah, which could be me, um, the... Um, it won't be a repeat of last time when Salah blanked. <laughs> so um, hopefully, hopefully there'll be some points there. But at least we have the team news in from there. Um, Leicester, um, yeah, I mean they've got they've got bodies back. But um, I was hearing some quotes from Brendan Rodgers earlier in the week. He, he wasn't keen on the bodies he's got at the moment for Leicester. No. Um, so um, yeah, is it is it a case of it doesn't matter whether they're injured or not, or whether they will start or not, whether they're in the good books with Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, it's it's probably it was probably the worst result for Liverpool in a, in a sense that I've never quite seen Rodgers that uh, incandescent before, and you'll probably get a reaction from Leicester of some variety. I mean, you obviously you can't um, teach competency in in four days, but there will be I'm guessing some kind of um, additional effort after that debacle at Forest. So yeah, he, he was talking about how some players he thinks have reached their level now; they can't go any further. How they were. Not top players because because they can't sustain. Who who do you think that he's talking could about it? there? Yeah, well, I wonder. Um, there was three hooked off, but it could have been any number. And Tielemans was off. Um, uh, Harvey Barnes, I think Luckman came off as well. It really could have been any number of them. Um, Tielemans has been out of sorts for a while. Really, I've seen a lot of Leicester fans saying he should be should be taken out of the spotlight for a while. Ooh. So uh, I think there will be changes. They did beat Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, in December, the recent yeah. December, playing uh, with Ndidi and Amati as centre half, so it can be done. But they did get a lot of luck that day. Uh, Salah missed the penalty. Mm. Schmeichel on good form. So um, yeah, Liverpool obviously options are big captaincy shouts this week. Even if you're not going with Salah, likes of Jota and Alexander Arnold on the injury front for Leicester. By the way, I'll just summarise. Yeah. As we know, we haven't got a press conference from Rogers yet. But we know that, for example, Bertrand's going to be out, Evans, Castagna, Fafana, and Vardy, who's out for, uh, I think, another four weeks or so. They're all out. And uh, Mendy will be, um, uh, their Mendy, not a Chelsea one, will be laid back from, from African Cup of Nations as well. OK, um, well, let's sort of go back to chronologically and move forward. So we've got the deadlines tonight. We've got a scout cast tonight, 5.30. Myself and Kylie will be... Um, 
hopefully, from my point of view, not taking any hits. But we'll talk more about um, our plans, um, largely based on probably our chat today about team developments um, then. So enough of that. So look at the fixtures. Um, so tonight we've got Newcastle against Everton, West Ham against Watford and Burnley against Manchester United. So um, let's start with uh, the Manchester United-Burnley clash. Manchester United, uh, I noticed that Ralph Ranjit was talking about Jesse Lingard and Cavani. Um, I don't care about them. I don't know about other yeah. managers. Um, I care about Fernandes, who I probably want to bring in game week 25 at least um, for their double. Um, what, what, what's he been saying um, about, about Jesse Lingard and Cavani, but also about the other players as well? Well, he's confirmed that Lingard and Cavani are going to be in the squad. Um, they were both granted a bit of leave for the FA Cup for different reasons. But he did not throw as much else on the team news front. He did say that belatedly, Tellers and Fred are going to be out of this one because of COVID. Mason Greenwood, of course, is not being considered for selection right now. We didn't get anything on the other four um, who are flagged. That's Lindelof and Bai, who missed out in the FA Cup. And then Sancho and Bruno, who picked up, well, I say problems in the FA Cup. It's probably nothing. The only reason they are flagged, um, and in the case of Bruno especially, who completed the game, you know, he finished 120 minutes against Middlesbrough, was that United put up a quote afterwards saying that they're hopeful they'll be fit for Tuesday. And wherever there's a hopeful, as I've mentioned before, yeah. there's a flag <laughs> in FPL. They'll do like to cover themselves in case of the worst mm. case scenario. But um, even on the team news roundup yesterday, the, the Man United admin, for all they know, was saying that they're expecting Fernandez and Sancho to be fit. Mm. Sancho was fatigued. It wasn't even an injury. Yeah. And Fernandez, it was a, a minor knock to the back and he, he played on. So, Yeah, I saw... Uh, I in the absence of anything else, I'm yeah. suspecting. I, um, I mean, I can add a, a tiny bit more to that. Um, the Manchester Evening News did um, focus on things. They sort of do a section to all things we learn from training. And one of those was that everyone was happy. Um, which they would say that because they're a bit biased. But um, but nevertheless, um, they were saying that included Fernandes. So Fernandes took part in training, looked happy, um, yeah. joking with his uh, teammates. Plus, I saw some pictures as well that had been taken from training. And he seemed fine. He didn't his shoulder was he had both shoulders intact, um, which was um, great. Um, so um, I think that that I think people who want to get Fernandez in now or already own him uh, or want to captain him, I think they could. I think it, I think it's a a point one percent risk of him not playing. He sounds pretty assured that he's going to play. Um, so uh, what about Burnley? Because um, they're a bit changed at the moment. Um, new personnel, um, Cornet back, Izzy back. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, what's the news? What's Dyke saying about Cornetti and all the gang? Um, not anything new that we didn't hear before the Watford game on Saturday because um, uh, Corney and, and Bakehorst were paired up top for the first time against, against Watford. Expect that'll be the same again against United. Injury wise, it's pretty much as you were. Uh, Goodmanson and Vidra are still out. Charlie Taylor is has been downgraded from mm -hmm. touching go to probably missing out. And um, Ashley Barnes is the one who could be back, but it'll be it'll be bench duty at best for him. So uh, nothing nothing major on the Burnley team news front. Okay. Um, now um, those who might still have Matt Loughton lingering around on their bench. Yes, he's, he's lost his place, hasn't he, at the moment. He has, after 51 successive league starts, as I, I, I found out the other day. Okay. Um, which is just, just just like this FPL season, isn't it? And he's double double game. He's first of probably, what, four or five double game weeks. He loses his 
oh. loses his spot after a half century of starts. Um, I suppose initially when it happened, we were thinking, oh, maybe Loughton had COVID and he's just come back and he maybe wasn't much fit. But then a quote from Dyche afterwards saying probably the opposite, that um, Roberts has earned his, earned his start and that we're going to have to use the squad um, and change it from time to time. He does this now and again. He used to do it with Barsley and Loughton. Mm-hmm. One of them would be given a long stretch of games and then bench, and then eventually benched if they weren't in good form. He doesn't tend to change it willy-nilly. So I think if, as soon as someone's got that place... It's probably there for a little while. Um, so I, I, it doesn't look good for Lighton getting his place back. Okay. Certainly not after back-to-back clean sheets for Burnley. You know, why would Dice change it again okay. after successive shutouts? So I wouldn't be holding my breath to, to see him getting his place back. Um, no one in the live chat saying, why are you talking about Burnley so much? But the reason is, if they were to ask that, is because Burnley have uh, about half a season to play um, in the next few yeah. weeks. Um, so there's going to be loads of doubles. So there's going to be lots of interest in their players. So I will be paying attention to what um, Daichi has got to say about the lads um, each week um, a bit a bit, a bit, bit more keener there. So, um, yeah, moving on to Everton against your lads, Newcastle. Um, well, let's, let's go with Newcastle. Uh, sorry, let's go with Everton first because um, a new manager with Frank Lampard. Um, so, mm. yeah, he's got, he's got Deli Alley, uh, Van der Beek, all, yep. all, all, all sorts of new players. It's a new look Everton. Um, so what, what's the latest there from Frank? Yeah, well, those two are going to be in the squad anyway, Van der Beek and Alley. Um, they missed out at the weekend because they were cup-tied in the FA Cup. Dominic Calvert-Lewin's back as well. He's he's trained, I think, the last couple of days. I think the fact that he's missed a bit of possibly a fortnight's worth of training, maybe even longer, I wonder if he's going to be easy enough the bench. But um, everyone bar Delph, Godfrey and DeCorey are fit. And as you see there, they've got a, a cluster of new signings to bed in. Lampard played a, a 3-4-3 at the weekend, which begged the question of where Deli Ali's going to fit in that. Mm. And Van der Beek, I suppose Van der Beek plays, can play a bit deeper. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see tonight how, how he approaches things. It might be a horses for courses thing. He may he may go back to a four three three like he did often at Chelsea. But um, as I said in the scout notes and the team news, that they're very much a wait and see right now for, for FPL investment in terms of new. I mean, if you've got the likes of Gray already, then um, I'm playing him for this fixture against Newcastle. But yeah. I wouldn't be buying any other the players just yet. I think it's a um, a watching brief until we suss out Lampard and his preferred personnel. And they got um, is it Godfrey? Isn't it? It's injured at the moment, or yeah, Godfrey, Ducori, and Delft. The only oh, three. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, some of those might be you know under consideration. Once again, they've got some doubles to arrange as well. Perhaps not for this week though. Um, they play Newcastle. Um, so yeah, what about New- another new look side? Um, what mm-hmm. about Newcastle? How are they shaping up for this? Well, we've already had two debuts for January signings. Uh, Chris Wood and Trippier already in the side. We could be get another two at least tonight. Uh, Bruno and uh, Matt Target as well. Dan Byrne would be the, would be the fifth new signing, but he's got a, a minor toe injury. I think it's an. <laughs> Welcome to my world as a Brighton fan, <laughs> Dan Byrne. Yes, <laughs> minor injury, not going to play. <laughs> Immediately flagged upon his move, so he's a he's a minor doubt. So um, might not see him from the start. Elsewhere, uh, Richie Fernandez, you already knew they were out. Wilson, of course, was was previously flagged, but a bit of bad news on that front. We thought he might be back around about March, maybe. And it looks like he's going to miss the bulk of the season. How talking in terms of him recovering for the final few games. Ah. So, you know, we're looking at kind of mm. maybe late April, May, early May. 
So that means Chris Woods obviously nailed down that spot for a while. And um, I think, oh yeah, Joe Linton's fine. He's, he's uh, our new superstar midfielder mm-hmm. in his new deeper role. And um, Dummett's probably going to miss out. Okay. Um, so, yeah, once again, um, they might be of interest a bit further down the line, but um, perhaps uh, might not be fielding many of their players for this week. Um, West Ham against Watford is intriguing because previously I would have said, wow, captain a West Ham asset. But then Watford went and <laughs> got uh, Roy Hudson as their manager and hey, hey presto, they got their first clean sheet at the weekend. So perhaps not um, the, the greatest fixture, but also there's... Um, some added interest as well. So it might be a returning player for Watford and there might be some absentees for West Ham. So let's start with Watford first. Who am I talking about here, about this returning player? Well, you must be talking about Peter Retebo, I'm guessing. Yes. Um, <laughs> of course, you're not. You're talking about Emmanuel, Emmanuel Dennis, who was... No, well, I'm actually talking about Saar, actually, I was thinking. But, oh, you... <laughs> but, but I was actually thinking about Saar. But yeah, it, there's two then. Far away, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis missed out in that first uh, game week, uh, first match under Hodgson because he was suspended for the second part of game week twenty three. No flag, of course, because he's available now for for twenty four. Um, so he'll be he'll be back. Hodgson said he's looking forward to seeing him. Uh, Ishmael Assar is uh, en route back from from Africa. Okay. Now he was part of the victorious Senegal side, and it sounded like he's not going to be. Uh, involved in game week 24. Initially, the court was reported, I think, from Simon Stone, suggesting he would be back. But um, that's since been changed, I think, by the club club media, and it sounds like he's not going to be back for this one. But from game week 25, will be. Um, so he's uh, him, it's him and uh, Nkulu, and there's one other, or Rob Elliott, the goalkeeper, who's who's out. Other than that, everyone's, everyone's doing very well. So Hodgson said the physio team have done a great job as I said there Peter Retable is back in training as well so they've got yeah in terms of absentees they're going to have a full strength squad a, a line of note mm. of interest for um, Dennis owners King owners was that Hodgson was asked about his formation so it was a 4-4-2 right. against Burnley with King and Pedro up top and then a, a, a really defensive midfielder playing on the right wing um, as he did at Palace actually Hodgson I remember him doing that at Palace um, but he said he wasn't wedded to that system. He could be a four-three-three when okay. he gets the likes of Saar and Dennis back. So, okay. that's, again, that's the one to watch. So this could be—it um, could be a front line of Pedro, Dennis, King. It could be Dennis and King. Um, you, you, it's... Yeah, one of them could be playing on the left. So you could get King playing out wide on on the left okay. as he did again at Bournemouth. Pedro's playing on the left as well. Dennis has played on the right. right. Saar's played on the right. So it could be any any combination of that. Okay, I mean, I, I've got, I've got both. Many people still have both. They're lingering around like um, bad smells. Um, but um, which one would you advise playing in terms of uh, in the context of sort of team news and um, you know which, which one would be the better one to play? Do you think for this fixture this week in game week twenty four? Mm-hmm. King or Dennis? In in game week twenty four? Yeah, uh, I'd bench both of them based <laughs> on. On on what we saw on Saturday, um, yeah. I mean Dennis, I, I own King. I don't own Dennis. Dennis is, is I mean King's, he's a ninety minute man and mm. he plays most weeks, but he's he's just he's lacking in okay. front of goal. He's, he's the, the stats lovers darling, but he just does not put the ball in the net. Whereas Dennis um, has proven this season okay. that he, he he can do it. 
I guess the, the only thing is you're going in blind with Dennis. You're not quite sure whether he's a Hodgson favourite, whether he's he's got that work ethic that Hodgson likes, where he's going to play. Is he going to be up top? Um, but that was a, quasi, a positive quote from, from Hodgson where he said that he's looking forward to seeing him on the pitch. So okay. maybe that board well. Okay, I might go blind Dennis for this one rather than <laughs> um, shot shy King. Um, yeah. West Ham. Um, so they've got a few a- a- absences, or, or rather, these annoying, annoying sort of David Moyes knocks and niggles type of quotes. So yeah, what's the latest there from David Moyes about West Ham? Yes, um, a flag on Antonio. No, he's not really injured. It's a, yeah. it's a fatigue flag. It's the only one that could really be added because it's, it's kind of. I don't think he is necessarily tired. It's just that he had. Uh, a lot of involvement for Jamaica over the international break, but it's had a week since then. Um, or near as damn it. Wasn't involved against um who they played in the FA Cup, Kidderminster. He had a breather there. Um and it's just the fact that again it's this hopeful word, you know, whether there's a hopeful Moy said yesterday that he's been back in training, so we know that he's he's fit enough to train. And he was hopeful that he'll be fully fit for the visit of Watford. So wherever there's a hopeful, there's a seventy five percent. But I'm sure he's fine. Uh, Lanzini, not so much. He's a doubt with an Achilles. And Maserato has seen a, a knee specialist. Nothing on, nothing concrete on Fabianski. It sounds like he's all right, but um, it, there wasn't conclusive proof of that. He wasn't involved in the FA Cup on Saturday. He missed out in game week 23. We haven't got a concrete word on whether it's COVID or injuries. It's widely reported as COVID on social media. But that's now been confirmed by by the club. And all Moyes would say yesterday was that Fabianski is his number one, not Ariola's backup. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's fit okay. for this. Um, Zuma uh, sounds like he's fine after that um, knock in the mm-hmm. FA Cup. But of course, <laughs> off the field. Yes. Aren't they? I would be. I would be um, just from a, a, um, a public relations point of view. I'd be very, very surprised to see him on a pitch anytime soon. Um, so that could mean that Diop comes in. It could. He had a he had a stinker in the FA Cup mm. against Kidderminster, and he was taken off at half time. Yeah. Diop, and Dawson Dawson came on. So yeah, Diop's the only real alternative, I think, apart from uh, the the academy lads. Mm-hmm. I think I think I mean, um, as, a, as a Diop, a, a owner, I got him when Zuma was was out for a while, and um, uh, I would I would. Um, very happy with him in the bench to know that he could come on I think because um, I think that could be the situation there um, but uh, that, that that's the situation to monitor but I think if you've got Diop and you're wondering if you haven't got a bench well you probably have there but is he going to get a clean sheet well he could do he could do against Watford but this could mean good news for Dennis or perhaps maybe King um, in terms of um, knowing that Diop's there <laughs> in, the, in the, uh, in the heart of defence if you can call it a heart. That's um, Tuesday's matches. Wednesday. Let's move on. Um, let's get let's get some of these out of the way first. So I'm going to put a picture of Patrick Bamford up, and you're going to tell me he's not ready yet. So <laughs> uh, Patrick Bamford leads um, against Villa. Is Bamford back? No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. He's um, in fact he's no better. Bielsa said yesterday that he hasn't improved at all, and that's what two and a half weeks since his last presser. So we're not going to see him anytime soon, by the sounds of it. Uh, he's got this foot problem. He hasn't even—he's not even running yet. So um, he's obviously out with this one. Um, 
Elsewhere with Leeds, they've got uh, Cooper still out and Phillips is still out uh, in for a return in early March. Furbo should be back in the next one or two game weeks. Rafinha's flagged, but um, I'm not expecting this to be anything either. He um, came off, I think, in Brazil's last mm-hmm. World Cup qualifier last week. It was initially reported as cramp, and I think widely reported as cramp, but then a couple of outlets suggested he took a knock to the ankle, and that was enough, and that is enough for a flag. Um, of course, they weren't playing in the FA Cup at the weekend because they already knocked out, so we couldn't get any clues there. No mention of him in Bielsa's presser, so hopefully no news is good news when he was doing his injury roundup. Uh, and in fact, Bielsa said that only four players are out, and we know who those are, Bamford, Football, Phillips and Cooper. So okay. I'm assuming he's absolutely fine. Um, and Villa as well. Um, I, some of their players have been in international action as well. So, um, yeah. you know, how, how are they geared up for this? Yeah, they've had two players away. In fact, both involved in the in the um, the last four this weekend. Traore is in transit, so he's probably not going to feature. Trezeguet is coming back, and then he'll be packed off to Turkey because he's about to go on loan huh. um, to uh, uh, Istanbul. So he's not going to feature. Um, injury wise. Pretty good. Nakamba's out long term. Bailey's on the cusp of a return. He's back in training, but not quite ready for this one. Otherwise, Villa are fully fit. Okay, uh, Man City um, against Brentford. Um, so before I, before I put the Man City slide up, just with, with Brentford, how how are they doing? And I'm particularly interested in Christian Eriksen. Um, is he going to be available for this? He's not. No, oh. we, we thought this was going to be the case. He's he's um, lacking in match fitness, understandably. After being out of the game for so long, he only trained for the first time on Monday with his new teammates. So it'll be a while. Frank didn't want to put a, okay. a date on it. They're going to take it day by day, but uh, I suspect it'll be a while before we see him in, in a Brentford shirt. And then even then, it'll be probably managed minutes off the bench um, for the foreseeable. But yeah, a, a bargain price in mm. FPL, like 5.5. I know it's Brentford, and I know he's, mm. you know, we're not expecting the same player as he was at Spurs in his pump, but still, 5.5 million. Oh. I'm used to him being a sort of a cash cow, happy to own, happy to, to move on, use his money elsewhere. But now he's 5.5. Yeah. Oh, very tempted. <laughs> very tempted. Just for old time's sake um, to get him in, keep him. Um, Man City. Um, so they, um, yeah, usually Pep Guardiola is not quite as, um, um, I don't know, forthright <laughs> about, um, about who's going to actually play or not. But I think he's been okay this time round, hasn't he? He has. He's told us exactly who's out, and that's Ooh. Gabriel Jesus and Cole Palmer. Everyone else is fine. He also brushed off any suggestion that Grealish, Walker and Mares were on the naughty step because they were pictured on a night out. <laughs> surprise, uh, surprise. On Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always and on a night out. <laughs> Pep said they were going to be fined, but only for not inviting him. So he's obviously making light of that situation and they're, they're all fine. They were sober, apparently, despite photographs suggesting otherwise. And uh, they did everything within the rules and yeah. were, had yeah just gone out for dinner. So not expecting any, any kind of punishment like we saw with Foden and Grealish earlier in no. the year. Okay. Um, no, so yeah, they won't be on the naughty step. I think I got Foden in just before he was he was dropped for his uh, yeah, and put on the naughty step for a couple of games. Um, so it doesn't sound like um, that's going to be the case this time round. Just in case anyone had seen that story and was and was wondering, um, Norwich against Palace. Um, let's go. Let's go with uh, Norwich first. 
um, because I, I've been marginally impressed by them recently. I don't consider them a, a whipping boy or you know a, a dodgy defence to target. I think they're quite a tough outfit yeah. these days. So um, yeah, what what shape are they in for um, this encounter with quite an attacking Palace side? Yeah, there was a bit of a bit of reservation about putting Edward in the in the scalp picks this week because Norwich have improved. Mm. I think they're on a, on a, a really good run of, of wins in league and cup. I think something like four from five. Um, kept a couple of clean sheets along the way as well. Watford and Wolves in the cup. Obviously two limited attacks, but definite improvement. And the fact that they've got a lot of bodies back from injury, that's probably why we've seen that uh, upwards curve. Um, nothing major in the injury department that we didn't already know. Cruel, uh, Obama Daly and Sorensen, they were already out and remain out. Um, Josh Sargent was a fresh addition. He was ill for the cup game, was in the lineup, but then pulled out, and he's remaining a doubt for this one. But okay. otherwise, um, pretty pretty clear on the team's front. They've got Norman back as well, Gilmore's back. Um, they played a four three three against Wolves. Smith was saying it made them more compact and reduced the number of chances. So again, what you were saying there, Joe, defensively mm. looking a bit better. Um, so yeah, not not the not the stroll in the park it would have been probably two months ago for Palace this weekend. Okay, so with Palace, um, they've got they've got about a hundred <laughs> cheap attackers. I want, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, they are they they're they're okay for this. Do, they, do you think there's not there's not any major news on the injury front? No, and that's why they've got so many so many attackers mm. up top because they're all fit. There's only really Kuyati. Uh, Kuyati is a obviously defensive midfielder. He's still in Senegal lapping it up. Celebrations and MacArthur and Tompkins, again two defensive-minded players, sort of are um, back in training after injury, and and Nathan Ferguson's taking a step back, again, um, but they're all sort of defensive-minded assets, and so they've got a full complement of attackers really, and mm-hmm. it's which three from what six or seven possibly okay. get the nod. You would think Alicia, given out the form he's yeah. in, you would think Edward, given that he's, mm-hmm. he started the last seven league games, and was rested in the cup. And is in a bit of good form himself. And then Zaha would ordinarily walk into that team as well, but he's been away at AFCON um, and missed the cup game. So there's, I suppose, an element of doubt as to whether he walks straight back in. But yeah, that that would be the, the front three, probably. Okay. With, um, and and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Gallagher like. owner. He, he's, you would imagine, would start. There's nothing to suggest. Oh, yeah, he's, he'll yeah. start. No, no doubt about that. Good um, it's, just, it's just whether he'll, he'll function as well alongside Schlup as he would uh, with Kuyani. Okay, um, and um, Spurs against Southampton. Well, let's start with Southampton actually, because um, their their budget striker Brower um, is is getting a lot of attention. But he, there was some kind of um, injury um, at the weekend. So um, yeah, what what's the latest there with Southampton, and how how are they sort of geared up for this Spurs encounter? Yeah, the flag's been lowered on on Broja from seventy five to fifty, and that's off the bat of Hassan Huttle's comments this morning. Where he said that he hadn't trained as of Sunday or Monday. He said it was still possible that he could make a late recovery, um, and they would he would be assessed today and then tomorrow. But obviously, there is an element of doubt there as to whether he would be involved, and, and maybe they won't risk him from the start. Elsewhere, uh, Lianco has joined uh, Teller and McCarthy on the sidelines. He's going to be out for uh, up to twelve weeks. Livermento was back. He came back on Saturday. The no, that is that is good news because myself, like it I imagine no, many a promos. I'm not sure he'll feature this weekend. Oh, oh. sorry, this um, Wednesday. Oh. because Hassan Hutt said that he was planning to give him only 60 minutes 
and he ended up playing 90. Ah. So maybe he'll, he'll just dial it back a bit and uh, and reinstate Walker Peters there. Um, but yeah, for the long term and for that, you know, for the, the doubles, whenever they will fall, then um, Livermento was at, at one point nailed under under Hassenhuttle. Okay. And uh, hopefully will be again. Okay. And for Spurs, obviously Kane and Son are the, are the headline um players that people want to get in i'm assuming they're okay but i understand there's some other injuries at spurs yeah three players out definitely dyer tanganga and skip all of those missed the fa cup at the weekend and um no suggestions of anything when well, in fact conti said there was nothing new mm-hmm. so the spurs are otherwise fully fit so son came off after 69 minutes that was his first game back probably just getting him bedded in for the for the busy weeks ahead um new signings of course benton kerr and uh, kulusevsky mm-hmm. They'll be pushing for a first start, but Conte was stressing that they uh, need a bit more time to get into the team and understand the technical aspect. So maybe maybe that's more bench duty for them too. Okay, um, so uh, moving on to Thursday, we've covered Liverpool and Leicester. If you're joining us late, we yep. would, um, we'll rewind back because um, we were talking all about Salah in that one and how Leicester geared up as well. Um, but let's leave uh, arguably the best to last, really, isn't it? Uh, Arsenal against Wolves. And I haven't got a tweet here. I've just got a picture of Arteta with a mask on um, to symbolise him not saying anything because we don't know um, what's going on with this. I, I'm, I'm, apart from it's probably going to be nil nil. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just going to say yeah, two of the two of the meanest defences outside of City. Yeah. Um, over the past few months, yeah, Arsenal. We've not had any news from in about three weeks because they have not even had a cup game. Mm. So we really are in the dark. What we can tell you is that um, there was training ground photos and Tommy Asu was the only notable absentee. Yeah. Now, he'd been out, he was ruled out, I think, in game week 23 for a few weeks, according to Arteta. So he might not be back in time for Wolves. Cedric's back in training, though, so he might just be a like for like swap at right back. And um, I think that's it. I think that's it. We, we thought we saw everyone else come back yeah. from the various COVID yeah. ailments. And then he should be back. Well, Probably from Egypt as well, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that that was as, as much as we know um, from Wolves, Arsenal. We could yeah. get to all otherwise tomorrow. Wolves, at least we know a bit more because they were in FA Cup action at the weekend. So we have heard from Bunalaga uh, recently, and Trincao was the latest addition. He's got COVID. Not sure whether he's going to be back in time for Thursday. Again, they'll probably find it out tomorrow. Uh, back on the grass, near a return. Johnny uh, Mosquera, Pedro Neto, Huang, all these. FPL budget assets from yesteryear. Mm. Uh, Willie Bolly, another one. They're all back on the on the grass. Um, probably coming too soon this one, but nearing a return. All, all lot of them. Okay. And um, that'll uh, that'll add to a, a very blunt attack if once Neto was back. Um, I just wanted to add that we we didn't mention uh, Brighton because obviously they they're not playing. They've got a blank game week. Yeah. Um, but they are of interest next week when they have a double. And I just wanted to note that Trossard has COVID at the moment. So Trossard, I know, is in a number of teams. Um, and um, watch this space to see whether he's going to be uh, back for uh, in time for that Game Week 25 double. But that's for next week, and that's for the, um, the team news later in the week. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, Neil, thanks so much for joining me. Um, it's given me lots of uh, food for thought for my moves, and I hope other people's. Um, we've got the Scoutcast later uh, at 5.30. Tonight, that's going to be a deadline one. And um, uh, I'm returning to the team news as well for later in the week when we'll be chatting 
about game week 25 and um, mm. Trossard hopefully recovering from COVID. Um, but uh, in the meantime, Neil, thanks so much for joining me. And you. See you, everybody.